2: Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If
3: you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find Sports Grids Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening.
1: window. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell...
4: Welcome to the Sunday edition of At the Window. I'm Ariel Epstein and actually joined by Jared Smith here in studio at Studio 34 Midtown Manhattan. We're so excited to be able to see each other face to face. Yeah, but we have to
5: look at the cameras though. So we, you know, it's cameras. <laughs> you're not here. Cameras.
4: We don't exist. It's no, still cameras. the same thing. No, just so... Jared, we had so many college basketball games yesterday that really irritated every better, I think, in America. At least the sharp betters. I'm still irritated. (laughs) Me too. But I had a good
5: late last night. I I didn't tell you about this. It was a surprise. I hit Washington on the money line at plus plus four sixty. Ooh. Yeah, that was a nice one.
4: Was that a last minute thing?
5: It was not a last minute thing. I didn't tweet it out until after the game because I'm every time I tweet wow, that out that was p-
4: really selfish.
5: Every time I tweet out picks before the game, they've been losing the last Me too. couple of days. So I took a different approach and I waited until about five, ten minutes into the and game. And it hit. And it hit. And I this Washington team, listen, if I had to choose a dog right now to purchase, I would choose a Husky. I love Huskies. They're my favorite dog. I know it's the eyes.
4: That means that you have to be an NC state fan.
5: No, they're Wolfpack.
4: Yeah, but they're Husky.
5: Yeah, that's true. But they're not the Huskies. Washington (laughs) Husky. I know they're really cute. I have a
4: picture with the Wolfpack dog mascot.
5: The the Husky dog. It's actually a Husky, but that's, that's a, that's, that's a sidebar. The real story here is this Washington team preseason was very good. They were picked to finish third in the pac 12, they were a top 15 team, I believe, at one point. And then they went on this crazy losing streak. They lost nine straight games midseason. They were banged up. They had guys on academic suspension. It was, a, it was a rough year for the Huskies. But now they're starting to figure things out. They've won three of their last four. They just swept Arizona and Arizona State on the road. And they are 75-1 to to win the Pac-12 tournament. The Pac-12's wide open. There's no dominant team in the Pac-12. Oregon's good. They're not great. They're good. They're probably the favorite but the rest of the Pac-12 is wide open. Washington's been playing well. We hit him last night on the money line, plus 460. I rolled those profits into a 75-1 to bet to win the Pac-12 tourney. That's my biggest conference tournament bet thus far.
4: Oregon did beat Stanford last night, 80-67. The so they team. won the Pac-12. Yes.
5: And deservedly so. Oregon. Yeah. Peyton Pritchard's the best player on the team, and he's probably the best player in the conference.
4: Oregon and that Pac-12. And, I mean, so you're you're seeing that – you know this Washington team. Do you think that they could be in the at least the finals even and go up yeah. against Oregon, or do you like someone else in that pack? No, I, I I,
5: I want to see. Actually, hold on. Well, let's let's pull up the Pac-12 bracket right now since it is set and it's actually a fast. Really,
4: if you would have asked me, are we, what are we open up opening up the show with today? I would, would have not, not said have Pac-12. said Pac-12. Well, I think it was seventy-five to one to open up with the Pac-12.
5: <laughs> <laughs> when I hit a plus four sixty money line bet, that's my biggest money line pick of the year. Uh, it was nice. So right now, Washington is the 12 seed. They face Arizona. Ugh, oh, they face Arizona again. That's tough.
4: Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah,
5: I don't like that either. <laughs> I already hate my bet. No, but then they, if they do win that game, then they face USC, and then they would have to face Oregon in the semis. So uh, they the bracket they works out face in a bad in way. Gym. It does. The yeah, bracket. Does they
4: don't fall out well in that. I bracket. will
5: say this though. I'll probably come off of Arizona, Washington a little bit in that first round game. I'll pro- I mean. It was. I'll be honest, because I, I it's all full honesty today. It's it's a hundred and twenty five dollar bet to win ten grand. It's a it's oh. it's a, a, a bit. It's like ninety six hundred or something. I, it's a big. It's a big bet. I actually got denied by Fanduel. Like they wouldn't let me put the bet in last night. They like kicked it back. They only let me put like six dollars in, and then I put it again in this morning, and it went in. Well, actually, why I, do you my think that happened? Because I'm I'm too sharp. I'm moving the lines.
4: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Okay, we're we're gonna veer off of the Pac twelve a little bit right now, and I think we have to go with. One of the bigger games of last night, I guess we could say it was Utah State beating San Diego State, the five seed. So Utah State wins 59-56, and Utah State gets the Mountain West title, and they get an automatic bid into the NCAA tournament. How shocked were you at that result? Because to be honest, I wasn't.
5: Yeah, I wasn't that shocked. I mean, I've been saying, I think we actually said this last weekend, last Sunday, The major favorites, the big favorites to win these conference tournaments, there's no value there. You're not getting any bang for your buck. I think San Diego State was minus 350 to win this tournament. Utah State was plus 350. In the championship game, San Diego State was like minus 220, minus 230. Why would you lay 350 Mm -hmm. to win three games when you can just lay 220, 230 to win one game? Like it just it just doesn't make sense. So so that's why anyone who was who was putting money on them to win the Mountain West, that was a mistake. Now, if you bet them last night, I actually did like them last night, San Diego State. I thought they would win and cover, and they looked really good early. I think they were up twenty four eleven at one point in the first half. And you know, you feel good for that Greg Merrill kid. Uh, Or Sam Merrill, I forget his first name, Sam Merrill, whoever hit the, the, I know his last name's Merrill because it it, it makes sense because that's where I used to work at, so I I associated with those two names, Merrill Lynch. So I, I know his last name's Merrill, he had a big shot, good for him, Utah State deserves to be in the tournament.
4: Utah State covers as five-point dogs, and it was plus 190 on the money line. Utah State was on a roll. How far do you see them really going in this tournament? Mm,
5: yeah, I mean, I, I you think— You think they
4: win a game? I'll,
5: yes, matchup dependent, and, and actually, I haven't checked. Of course. I, I haven't checked. Um, I don't know if Lenardi updated his bracketology from yesterday. He did, actually. So let's see who we are as Utah State. Um, he has them right now in the 6-11 game against Michigan. I mean— oh. You know that, I, and and I'll say this, no. you know. Uh, but here, here's the thing: six, the the six eleven is the new five twelve because the eleven seeds now are almost just as good as the sixes because the sixes are usually average mid majors, and the elevens for the most part are, I mean, average majors, high majors, and the elevens and twelves for the most part are the top mid majors. So. The top mid-major programs and the average major programs, there's the, the gap between those programs have been lessening. I've seen those teams favored, the 11 seeds favored in the six. Yeah, Utah State's before. not
4: going to be favored over Michigan. No, probably way not out. Michigan.
5: Probably if not Michigan.
4: Out. Again, these are all just projections.
5: yeah, exactly. But but I'll say this: Utah State is a top 10 team in height. They're not going to get out muscled by Michigan, and they've got this this kid. So if you're Naimus, talking about
4: height, how much can you compare them to the Texas Tech team of what last year, two years ago that beat UNC?
5: I I don't think Utah State's as talented as that team, but they've got this big man, this Queda kid, who dominated San Diego State yesterday. And San Diego State's got this really good big man uh, named Yanni Wetzel, who had dominated the tournament up to that point. And he got punched around a little bit yesterday. I I think Utah State's a live dog. I think think there's two teams uh, in that conference that can win a game or two. I think San Diego State can win three or four and get to the Final Four. Probably not, but they have the talent to. Utah State can go to the Sweet 16 if they have the right matchups. They they have some legitimate, they have some legit size, and they've got a legit score. And now they're hot and they're riding that wave. Yeah, and, and we'll see. The, the problem is they get a week off; they don't play next week. That's
4: swinging th- momentum potentially, especially yeah. because these conference tournaments are starting up for all the
5: exactly. So everyone else gets fives. to play. But I'll say this though about that: the, what that means is everyone else will play, and there will be other great performances between now and then. And people will forget a little bit about Utah State, so the the they, their lines will not be bet that strongly probably in the NCAA tournament because there's such a recency bias with this That's stuff, true. and there's such a public swing of funds that come into the gambling market the week of the NCAA tournament. Dumb money, square money. And no one's going to be betting on Utah State that week because no one's watched them the f- previous week. So eh, keep that in mind whenever these... Like, if it's Utah State against Michigan, it's going to be like 90% of the action is going to be on Michigan. Oh, for game. sure. So that that's where you can find value in a dog.
4: But on the flip side, did it make you concerned at all for San Diego State?
5: Yes, absolutely, yes. San Diego State is kind of limped to the finish line. We could say the same thing about our Nittany Lions. But <laughs> it, it's it's been a it's been an interesting... They looked, I watched every one of San Diego State's games this week. There was a part in each game, first half against Air Force, first 20, 25 minutes against Boise State until like the last like 10 when they really turned it on. And not necessarily yesterday, but there were pockets where they just kind of looked like they were coasting. And I understand why. In the back of these kids' minds, they're saying... They're thinking
4: they're already in. They know they're probably going to be a number one seed. They are
5: going to be a one seed still and 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 to 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 just confirm that actually Lenardi switched it today. What? Wow, yes, San Diego state is the two in the west. That actually and 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 the funny thing about that is that now Who does he have Dayton, instead? He has Dayton as the one seed in the east. Man, Dayton in Kentucky would be a great uh, elite 8 matchup at the garden. Um that's what he has right now, one two in that region, Dayton in Kentucky in the east. Um that would be awesome. Um I mean, because they're regional rivals, too. They, they battle for a lot of, like, Tap, Tappen, was, Tappen was recruited by a couple of those other SEC schools. He just decided not to go because um, he's from Ohio. Um, so San Diego State in the West makes sense, though, Ariel. They're in Sacramento, and then they play in L.A. against Gonzaga. That's a good, like, that, I would prefer that to having to play, to be in the one and play Kentucky in the East at the Garden. Yeah. So if you're San Diego State and you're in the Elite Eight, who would you rather play, Gonzaga in Los Angeles, 100 miles from home, or Kentucky at MSG? I mean, that's a no-brainer. Who would you rather play there?
4: Well, it's about the rest of the seeding, too, and who else the matchups would be, because that's all the yeah. way in the Elite Eight. So who else sure. would San Diego State have to then play as a two seed?
5: If, if these, and again, <laughs> ironically enough, this will be a funny one. Um, to preface this, this is what we're seeing in the bracketology. And Lenardi's really good at this. I think he's as good as anyone at this. But it's all hypothetical. So he has San Diego State in the 7-10 matchup. So the two fifteen, you assuming they win that game. In the 7-10 matchup, it's Colorado-East Tennessee State. Which would be an interesting matchup. But let's say they get to the Sweet 16. So the 3-6 is Seton Hall and Penn State.
2: Ooh. Ooh.
5: I like this matchup he has in Albany right now. Seton Hall and Hofstra. That one, I like that one a lot. And he has Penn State in the 6-11 matchup against the winner of NC State and Texas in the playing game in Albany. We should go if it's in Albany.
4: Oh, I'd be, I'd be down. It's
5: only like that. an hour and a half north of here. It's, it's a fun little ride. It's not a bad ride. I mean, hop in the car, go right up. Route so 87
4: Speaking of Seton Hall, because we saw, yeah, Penn State and Seton Hall are on a downward spiral a little bit. I mean, Penn State definitely spiral. Seton Hall not closing out the season strong, and it's making me nervous for Seton Hall. We'll talk about it more on the other side, how Seton Hall's end of the regular season could potentially hurt them down the line. Stay here on At The Window. Ariel and Jared Smith keeping you updated for the next four hours. and I are already arguing over the ACC tournament. <laughs> Haven't
5: faced Louisville this year, have they?
4: I think they did. Okay, so we're having this argument over North Carolina oh no, because to, right. UNC, did they lose?
5: Yeah, by 17.
4: Yeah, okay. So UNC and Duke played in last Louisville, night though. and I was irritated. Now the game's in Greensboro.
5: Different, different venue.
4: I was irritated because I took UNC plus 10.5 because UNC, no matter how bad they've been, has not (laughs) lost to Duke by double digits, and I can't even tell you how long I meant to look this up, and I completely forgot to look up how long ago it was. But these games are always by very close margins, and this Duke-UNC game the first time went to overtime, and UNC lost by two. I wasn't thinking UNC would lose by double digits last night, and now Jared is telling me that... There's value on UNC at 25 to one to win the ACC tournament, right? Win the ACC. So
5: tournament? I'm I'm making two bets right now. Actually, no, I'm not going to make the second bet. The second bet we're making together. Oh, the Lord. first bet that I'm making right now is Virginia at seven to one to win the ACC title. Uh, I love their draw. So here's I like draw. that
4: more than UNC.
5: Yes, and that's why I'm actually putting my hard-earned money on this bet. So Virginia's seven to one to win the ACC title. They're the two seed. They don't have to play to the quarters. They'll face the winner of Notre Dame Boston College which I think is a really good matchup for them. And then they'll face probably Louisville or North Carolina in the semifinals. And they just beat Louisville last week or yesterday. So See, it, I like it it better. would be last week.
4: I, I don't, the thing for if UNC. If you get
5: a 7-1 team into the finals, you're making money.
4: What scares me with UNC is that they do have to play that extra day. They have to play on Tuesday. <laughs> two, extra days. Two, extra days. <laughs> two extra days. Well, two extra days than what they're used to. They usually don't start playing until Thursday. They usually get that double day by, but those... Bottom four teams or bottom six teams play on Tuesday, and then the majority of the teams will start playing Wednesday, but the top what two seeds I think play Thursday. Those are their first games. The top two seeds. No, no, no.
5: Top four. No, it's four. It's a double it's it's exactly like the Big Ten with fourteen teams. There's a double buy. So the top four teams get the double bye and they are into the quarters. Duke is the four, Louisville the three, Virginia the two, and Florida State did win it last night. Mm. Virginia's got a really nice draw. Virginia's got a nice draw. They don't have to face Duke again until the final. Louisville they just beat, and they really match up well against them defensively. And Notre Dame and Boston College is a terrible matchup for Virginia. Virginia's going to slow both of those teams down. Neither of those teams have. It'll what, be like a play, forty-eight play to
4: forty-four final exactly. score.
5: Yeah. So neither of those teams are really good offensive teams. Virginia's going to eat that game up. Virginia's playing their best basketball of the season right now. They're the defending national champs. They have something to prove. I, I can't believe I'm saying this.
4: Virginia won the ACC tournament a couple years ago, two Vir- years ago.
5: Yes. Virginia, as the defending national champs, have something to prove, a chip on their shoulder in the ACC championship. I, I never thought I would say that. But because of the season they've had, they have, they have a chip on their shoulder in this tournament. And Florida State, I don't fully trust them to win big-time games against good defenses. But I like Florida State a lot. I think Florida State and Virginia, I'd be shocked if that's not the ACC championship. I matchup. like
4: Virginia, honestly. It's so Virginia for them to win the ACC tournament and then get knocked out in like the second round of the Yeah, NCAA I don't
5: think they're going to win the national title again this year. No, but I, I, they're could, not repeating. I think they have something to prove. I think people are still doubting them. And at 7-1, to one, to only have to win two games to get into the finals, one of those games is going to be against either Notre Dame or Boston College. The other one is going to be against a team they just beat. I, I think it's a really really smart pick for value. You if you get me a seven to one team into the championship game, I'm gonna make money.
4: Over under how many times Syracuse head coach Jim Beheim complains about playing in Greensboro?
5: You would know better than me. You've actually covered that tournament. I would say two and a half. He complains every no, time. No, no, he'll he'll complain at the pregame press conference, like the preview, like they do, like a media yeah. availability, like the like tomorrow probably. He'll complain then, and then if they lose again. So, one and a half over. Because <laughs> they're going to lose at some point. If they, yeah, win, they're not they, winning the if they win, he won't complain. So, after wins, he'll be good. He'll complain pre tournament, and then after they lose. So, twice. So yeah, one and a half. He hates over.
4: playing in Greensboro. He loved when they came to Brooklyn, obviously. I think next year,
5: right? Uh, back. Yeah,
4: 2020. 2020- Two years, 2022? Yeah. 2021? I don't know. It's, some, it's sometime soon. All right. We have some games going on right now, though, Jared. So Michigan and Maryland are playing. Great game. Maryland's up 8 7 at the moment. Maryland, 4.5 right now on the live line. Um, they're laying the points and then the total 137.5. What are your thoughts on this game?
5: Yeah, I'm watching right now. Uh, you know, it looks like a, sl- a kind of a sleepy start. These Big Ten games. First first half unders are good bets when you when you got the noon games keep keep that in mind next week when they start facing these uh, tournament games and they're playing at noon in Indianapolis and it's eleven a.m. Uh, so it, you know the, it, it looks like Maryland's defense is coming to play today I I was surprised the line was as high as it was to be perfectly frank oh, I missed out on Boston U that was the pick I was looking at earlier in the Northeast Conference Boston University is having a really good start against Bucknell I mean in the Patriot League excuse me. Um, but I, I I think Maryland has a little something to prove in this game. I I, I think they're better why? than well because they've they've lost their last two right.
4: I'm just saying like why like in a game like this where I'd say everything's pretty much set in stone. God, it's,
5: it's actually weird in the Big Ten. There's a like, few. There's a no, little. No, but like you really think that room. they're
4: you think that they're really overexerting themselves? No,
5: I, yeah. Well, it's senior day for Maryland, so that's I, true. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think. This is a weird day for the regular season. This games.
4: weekend is weird. I know, for I know it season. is. I agree. Like, I how, agree. Do you, how do you handicap that?
5: You, you, you can't. You can hope that you're on the right side of it, but mindset's really tough. Like we saw Penn State come out on senior night and torch Michigan State in the first half and then just totally sleepwalk to the second half and get killed. So I, it, it, it's and some teams are the opposite where they where they struggle early on senior night because the emotions of the day kind of captured that early stage And then they settle in and then they get better as the game goes on. Very hard to handicap one or the other. I'm just I'm upset because I was literally about to text my buddy to put money in on Boston U minus six and a half, and they're up like nineteen to eight in the first eight minutes of the game. You can still get Boston on Live Line eleven and a half though.
4: Boston on the other interesting
5: game today. So Hofstra is the darling in the colonial this year. And Hofstra is like the New York Jets of the Colonial.
4: Was that was it supposed to be... What would you see in Lenardi? Was it Hofstra, you said, Hofstra against Seton against, Hall?
5: against Seton Hall, which yeah. would be a fun matchup. <laughs> It'd be fun. Um, I also saw Hofstra against Villanova in a bracket earlier this week, which is the Jay Wright game, because he used to coach at Hofstra. Um, so Hofstra, I've had the you know, fortunate opportunity to cover the Pride many times over the last few years. This is a program, no pun intended, has a lot of pride. Um, they... they continuously do well in the regular season and continuously fail in the postseason. Last year, they lost. I think they've lost in the CAA championship game two years in a row. Um, I know they lost in the championship game last year. It went to overtime. I remember watching it vividly, like, saying, oh, my goodness, Hofstra's finally going to get into the tournament. Uh, and they just can't do it year after year. Hold on. I want to I want to look this up because I want to give exact... Like, they, they've had, like, a jetsian history in the CAA tournament. Like, it's been really bad. I need the... Um, there we go. So, the Colonial is a really tough league. Like the it, col- is. It, it, it it is a very tough league. And the Pride are a good team. They won the tournament or they won the regular season last year. Number 1 seed, lost in the championship game in 2018. They were the number 3 seed, lost in the semis. 2007 I mean, it's just every year it's like just bad beat after bad beat. Last year was really bad because they were the number one seed. They, now they've been in the one eight matchup today, and against Drexel's, they should win this game. It should be but... that
4: "Don't Stop Believing" segment.
5: <sighs> you don't stop believing in Hofstra. I want Hofstra to win so bad. I would. I it like this team, like the, you know, when you cover a program, as you know, and you cover D C U especially, you get attached to the smaller programs. Like you're, you're very yeah. attached to the kids. Like you're very attached to the to the players and the SIDs and all that stuff. Hofstra like deserves to go to the tournament. They just deserve it. And I hope this is their year. <laughs>
4: Yeah, speaking of East Carolina, does play today. But they there do. Is I saw no, that, I mean, There is no shot of yeah. East Carolina There's not making as much the love tournament. loss for you
5: with ECU than there is with the No, Nostra.
4: no. Honest, like it was actually more of the triangle schools. Like when people say to me, sure. "Did you like UNC, Duke, or NC State?" I said, "I actually like all three. It was really fun. To How you cover feel about Wake? The ACC tournament. What? Wake. Um. Yeah, they just like basketball wise, just weren't
5: yeah, relevant. You weren't there for the Chris Paul days.
4: No, I was not. Yeah. <laughs> no, basketball at Wake was. Not really relevant. They would pull up some. They'd pull some upsets here and there, but ultimately in the ACC tournament, it was really fun to cover them. And um, Kai Bowman too. Mm, yeah. Kai Bowman was from Eastern North Carolina. Was not recruited by any of those North Carolina schools. I've heard that
5: name a lot working with you the last few months.
4: Uh huh. But now he he uh, sprained his ankle. But he's he is up at the Warriors
5: right. Now. I know, and now he's he's hanging out with Steph. That must be cool. See, like to me, that's. Like obviously making like these guys. That's why you get money. attached
4: to the smaller schools yes. because then you see some people make it and yes. it's really yes. it's really you feel fun like to watch. you made it with them. And that's why I think and we made this point on the morning after earlier this week that it's so important to these players at these smaller programs in these um, conference tournaments right now who like at a Utah State are now going to get a chance on the big stage. And those are those storylines to watch someone at Utah State. How can they maybe make a name for themselves in the tournament? Maybe someone and no, but like you Do can get that recognized kid did
5: yesterday and knock one of those shots down to win. Yeah, it. And Just you'll like, get
4: recognized. You might not make it, but someone might look at you and give yeah. you a shot and let you go on their practice squad, sign you to the G League. It's it's an opportunity.
5: Just like uh, who was the the nun for Loyola Chicago? What was her name?
4: Oh, Mary uh, Jean.
5: Sister Jean. Sister
4: Jean. Yeah.
5: Yeah. I mean, P- they I, lost. I know, but they went to the final four.
4: No, I meant like they lost yesterday.
5: Oh, yeah. They did lose yesterday. They are not. Yes, unfortunately. And the the funny thing is on social
4: media, everyone was saying, oh, so and so like Sister Jean lost. I know. They didn't say that like the school
5: lost. The Ramblers.
4: They said Sister Jean lost. And
5: it's actually funny. This is a great gambling nugget. So. I'm ready. This is a good one. This is called the post-tournament hangover. Team, I've saw so much love for UMBC. Loyola Chicago and UMBC and these teams on Twitter in their tournaments for no reason other than people know who they are. Those are those teams are overvalued in the market, like they are, mm-hmm. like because they, unlike other mid majors, are getting a lot of public love. Loyola is the big one for me because they used to have the more recognizable pop culture figure in Sister Jean, where people will literally just bet Loyola for Sister Jean without handicapping the game at all.
4: like, oh, they won that tournament. Exactly. Or like they, I mean, they got so far in the tournament.
5: And so if they were in the tournament this year, I would be fading them in, on, on the lines because there would be value on the other side. So just keep that in mind when you're... These
4: College th- is so different than
5: pros. Yeah. It,
4: I mean, these teams are different, and usually teams like those small programs have senior leadership, which means they're bye-bye. They're gone. Anyway, we're going to talk some more about the games going on right now. NBA, a huge matchup coming up at 3.30. Stay here on the sports grid and uh, what show are we on at this point? at the window. At the window.
1: Forget dailyrodo.com.
4: Going on in college hoops right now. We have Memphis facing off with Houston. Houston up thirteen to seven and Houston laying ten and a half points. It's the first half. Bucknell, Boston U. Boston U up twenty-one thirteen. They're laying nine and a half. And Jared really liked Boston U today.
5: I did. And the line's getting back to a point where I might get him at six and a half. Maybe we'll get him at less than six and a half. I hmm. hope Bucknell goes on a little first half run. It's a little late. It's already, you know, more than halfway through the first half. So I think I missed my boat. I, I did. I did like Boston U. Uh, they had swept Bucknell twice this year. They beat them by twenty uh, on the road earlier this year, which was a really nice win. Uh, up eleven early, Drexel and Hofstra tied early. Maryland looks really good defensively. They look really good today. I think they're gonna. Uh, Michigan's gonna have a tough time scoring uh, on this big Jalen Smith, uh, who's. It, I, I expected Maryland to put together a good performance today. I unlike Penn State yesterday.
4: They we're on the road. Penn State's been struggling on the road. At Northwestern though, so bad. I know against a, one of the worst. Such a bad loss. I'm still college sour. basketball, I'm still it's terrible. About it. Downward spiral for Penn State for sure. But we've talked a lot of college hoops the first two segments. I want to touch on the NBA a bit. Yeah, a lot because going on. there's a lot going on in the NBA. So yesterday, underdogs were five and one against the spread with four upsets. A lot of upsets, but today is a huge is a huge game for the Lakers and the Clippers at three thirty.
5: You want to hear the craziest stat I've heard? All season, the Lakers are seven and one straight up this year as an underdog. Yeah, that's to me. That's and they're beating the spread in those games by an average of thirteen point seven points, which means they are blowing teams out as an underdog.
4: So right now, the Lakers it's are getting two and a half.
5: I I, I like, but I they look just at this beat Milwaukee
4: weeks, on I, Friday,
5: and the Clippers are on fire. Like, they're, the Clippers are playing their best basketball of the season. So, I, I look at this game in two ways. Lakers as an underdog is a is a juicy, juicy uh, dog. It, they are the best underdog in the league, hands down. But I think the books are really trying to, to, to tell you something with this line. I don't think this line is taking into account home court advantage because, let's be frank, there's no home court advantage at Staples Center for either of these two teams. If anything, the Lakers have it at all times, regardless of who the home team is. So unlike the Lakers going to Denver or going to Houston, there is no home court edge baked into the line. At least I don't think. I think the books are very blatantly telling you that the Clippers are the better team right now.
4: Well, I think this has a lot to do also with Milwaukee and L.A. playing on Friday.
5: Sure. I think
4: that I think that with LA,
5: forty-eight out. You mean like a rest factor after a because they not even so much
4: rest factor. It's just coming off of a game game against a a potential NBA finals. I mean, like this is that was potentially the NBA finals right there. The only other team that potentially could be on the West is the Clippers. Sure. And now the Lakers have to go essentially not back to back, but. You know, within three days of each other, two days of each other, they have to go and play the two best teams in the NBA. I think it's a tough task to ask of a team, even the best team right now in the NBA, which is the Los Angeles Lakers.
5: I like your handicap. And and what we just did is we just completed the circle, me doing the first part, you doing the second part. So I was t- I'm telling you that the line to me is very telling here because I'm surprised the Clippers are laying two and a half and you brought it home by saying well that's because they're coming off of their their most physical game of the year which is a very good point.
4: These and are their this is their most physical weekend of the year. Yes.
5: It, it this is to me if the Lakers win this game today they can basically close up shop and say all right we we showed you guys who the best team in the I NBA agree. in the west is and it, you might start to see the minutes load. You know, it, it's crazy to think because it's been such a the, the sports gambling calendar rests for no one, Ariel. It feels like yesterday we were crowning a Super Bowl champion. Selection Sunday's in a week. The NBA season is a month away from being over. Like, it, like the season is, for the most part, we know what these teams are. There's 15, 20 games left max for these teams. Not much is going to change. There's a couple of teams that could play their way into better positioning, but if the Lakers win this game today, it's a presumptive positive that they're the number one seed. I mean, there's almost nothing that can happen to the contrary. It would almost be a statistical improbability for for them to not be the one seed if they win today. If they lose today, I want to say they have a three and my a hunch half or wants a four-game lead. to say that
4: the Lakers go one and one on the weekend. That's what my hunch wants to say. I,
5: well, I think the line's the telling same you are going to win this game. The
4: same way that my hunch said... I can't see the Lakers going down to nothing in the series with the bucks for the season, because even though I liked Milwaukee as a dog, I wanted to take the points with Milwaukee on Friday, but I didn't because I said, can you see in the stats that the Lakers go down to nothing to the bucks on the season?
5: No, no, and and I couldn't. I, I thought the Lakers. And showed it sounds you, like such
4: a weird handicap because there's no stats. You're not giving information. It's a oh, gut feeling. Okay. That's but okay. that's my gut feeling was I couldn't see the Los Angeles Lakers being 0 and two against the Milwaukee Bucks on the season.
5: I've been pushing you to put more of that kind of you know analysis into your handicapping instead of just line movements and trends. I, I think that's an I, I think that's an important part of what we see on a daily basis. That's the gut. Yeah, and, and also trust what the numbers say. You know, the numbers are telling you something. Sometimes you trust them. Sometimes it's okay to fade them. Like, in this game, I'm picking the Clippers, even though the Lakers are 7-1 and one straight up as an underdog this year. Like, the numbers say the Lakers are the best underdog in the league. You're getting points. That's the value. That's where you should side. But I am saying the line is telling you in this spot to take the Clippers. So trust that. Sometimes it's okay to fade it. Sometimes it's okay to trust it. The more you do this, and you've been doing this a lot over the last few months, every day, you do it and you see lines, and Vegas has a weird way, and the odds makers have a weird way of sometimes giving you the, they're giving you the answers to the questions before they give you the test. And Vegas, to me today, is saying, the Clippers are the better team. Yeah. Trust your gut right now. They're playing better. They're, they're the better team right now, today. All right, In we're going. In a month, it might change. But. I'm
4: going to make you guess the props. Have Good. you looked at them? No, I haven't. Because I know that they come out kind of late. I i, ha, I
5: I'll, I had, I looked at Kawhi's props because I did, I picked that for the for the writing segments that I do. So I, I picked Kawhi's three point over two and a half. Yeah, but do you know his points? I, I'm gonna. Well, here's the thing. Those are easy to get because they're his averages. It's 25 and a half or 26 and a half.
4: Okay, where's the juice?
5: Probably on the under. Yeah. most likely cuz the game's shading under and it's a low it's a low point total. All
4: right, 26 and a half it's plus 100 to take the over.
5: Yeah. I, I would say later. I would say stay away from that. I like his three point props. He, for some reason, the, he he doesn't like driving against against Davis and LeBron. He shot a ton of threes and actually it's funny cuz the the replay of the Christmas Day game is on right now on the screen. Um he went I, I want to say he went 5 for 7 in that game against the Lakers earlier this season from 3 in the Christmas Day game.
4: Paul George in that game? Yes. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Everyone bad. played in that game. I was I was looking at the box score of that game last night. The box score of that game last night, the Lakers, I can't believe the Lakers lost that game. Um, they were up one, they were up by seven with six minutes left, and they scored five points over those final six minutes. That, to me, shows you everything you need to know about who the Clippers are defensively. They let the Lakers dominate that, not let, but the Lakers dominated that game. They dominated that game from start to finish, and Kawhi, in the last five, six minutes, said, you're not scoring. And it was a fun, that was a fun finish.
4: Player props, Anthony Davis. What do you think his point total is?
5: Probably 29 and a half, because it's right around 30.
4: 26 and a half.
5: Oh, a little lower. I would say the overs, that might be the over right there.
4: Well, that's kind of the way I'm leaning because yeah. LeBron James, what do you think his is?
5: Probably 25 and a half.
4: 26 and a half. Yeah. Same point total. Interesting. The juice is on LeBron's under.
5: Interesting. Hold on. I want to pull the. I want to pull up the box score from this game again because I feel like, where is it on
4: January? No, right now it's plus 100 to take the over on LeBron James point total, 26 and a half, and plus 100 to take the over 26 and a half for Kawhi Leonard.
5: So Leonard I'm, went five of seven from three, 11 of nineteen from the field. He had thirty-five points. LeBron struggled, two of twelve from the arc. Davis struggled too, one of six from the arc, eight of seventeen from the field, which is very low for him. He's usually a fifty percent field goal shooter, um, not very low, but you know, relatively low. Kyle Kuzma actually led the team in points in that game. Interesting. That's, yeah, I, and, and don't bet on that again. I'll tell oh. you that. Uh, you know who might be a good pick in this game? What is the Markeef Morris? Point total prop and three point makes prop. That's one that I've been interested in lately. I was on Avery Bradley on the Lakers earlier this season. I think Morris is the new Avery Bradley, as in that what, Marcus Morris role player. No for the Clippers. Mar- for the Lakers. Oh, for the Lakers. Yeah. For the for the Lakers, Marquise Morris. He might not be listed. He's not. Damn, that's too bad.
4: That's he's why a, I was. Yeah, he's I was. a good
5: he's a good bet because he and he's, if he's not on FanDuel, then you know he's not a good bet because he can't bet it. But uh Maybe it's on bet365. Let me look at the number on bet365 cuz bet365 is legal in Jersey too.
4: Marcus Morris 12 and a half.
5: He hasn't been scoring. The, the handicap on him has been what we talked He's about depth. at He's MSG. Depth. It's just the volume's not there for him. Mm-hmm. He was getting volume shots with the Knicks yeah. and for a guy like him, he needs volume to stay in rhythm. And he hasn't gotten, I mean, as like no surprise when you're playing with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, you're not gonna get that much volume shot shooting. And he I don't think he's adapted as well as a role player, but the one thing that travels with him is he's a good defender. And that's why this team has been so much deeper defensively. Because you can throw George, Beverly, Leonard, Morris as these four ferocious guards. And then you can still bring Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell and Reggie Jackson off the bench. That's why the Clippers are gonna win this game. They're deeper right now, they're a little healthier, and they're playing better defensively.
4: Is that where the Lakers Achilles heel is, Jared, that like they're not as deep as other teams? I would say that Milwaukee and the Clippers are deeper than the Lakers are.
5: It's funny. And we'll get to this on the other side because this is a very fascinating conversation. The Lakers have depth, but the problem is LeBron plays so much that he's he like is like he soaks up a lot of that depth, which means his role players can't get in rhythm. LeBron's playing too much this year. And I know that sounds crazy. He's playing too much during the regular season. I think it's going to come back to bite him in the postseason. I really do. I think he's not going to be as fresh in May as he should be. And that's why I think the Clippers are going to the NBA Finals.
4: I'll ask you why I think that is coming up after the break. Stay here on At the Window with Jared Smith and Ariel Epstein. We have a bunch of college hoops to keep track of today as we're on air until 4 o'clock, keeping track of all of these live games and the live lines. Stay tuned. We have more coming up next.
2: And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Store on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: This Brazilian pro gamer turned influencer was sentenced to 116 to years in prison on fraud charges. She's gorgeous.
5: I know. That's probably why she's was able to she's get away with it. So
4: that's not good that she'll be in prison. Um, So she's a Brazilian <laughs> pro esports player turned influencer with tens of thousands of followers. She was recently sentenced to 116 years in prison. Um... She was convicted on fraud is charges a lot
5: of years. Related
4: to an online store she helped run from 2013 to 2017. More than 100 cost customers said they never received orders or refunds from the shop. Interesting. In the meantime, she is no longer on social media.
5: I would hope not.
4: Wow. That's not good. Not, that wasn't good. I just I saw this pop up on my Snapchat and I said. Jared, this girl's so she's pretty and she's an influencer. And why could she be going to jail for 116 years? There you go. we Figured it out. Anyway, not that you care because you're very zoned into college basketball, but I'm I've glad never clo- been
5: more locked into college to anything. I'm glad in I had closure on that story. Uh, yeah, um, no, me too. I've never been more locked in anything in my entire life.
4: Marilyn's up by 10 up. right now on Michigan. We yeah. kind of saw it coming that Marilyn would. Try to put on a show at home. Maryland, I mean, listen, we've seen this. Big 10 teams have been dominant at home all season. If you wanted to win some money throughout the course of the college basketball season, you bet on Big 10 home teams, and you're probably going to win majority of the time. However, now we're going to see these teams go to neutral sites. It's going to be interesting. Mm -hmm. And Gabe Marenzi, who we co-host the morning after with, thinks that we're going to see a steep decline of the Big 10 as they go to neutral sites. you agree?
5: No, I don't agree with many things Gabe says about college basketball these days. But um, I I don't know, like, what does he mean by decline?
4: He doesn't think that these Big Ten teams are going to make it far in the tournament.
5: You mean, so not the Big Ten tournament? No, well, I mean, someone has to make it. One of the Big Ten Ten teams has to win the Big Ten tournament. Someone
4: has to make it to the end of the Big Ten tournament.
5: Um, I think Gabe is wrong about that. I, I, I think the Big Ten, and he says it all the time, they're a bunch of losers because they don't win the tournament. That's fine. I'm not saying they're going to win the tournament, but I would be willing to stake my claim that you will see a Big Ten team in the Final Four. I agree with that. But how, many,
4: how many make it to the Elite Eight? I,
5: I think two max. Yeah. The, the team, I, I, and I think Michigan State's that team. So let's go back. And again, this is just speculative, but it's fun because we have four hours to fill. and We got to talk about something. So we're going to talk about Joel and bracket because guess what? We've got a bracket to look at and break down. Uh, Michigan State right now continues to climb. I want to say they were a three in the last one. In the last, uh, yeah. So there are three right now in the South. And here's why that's a great fit for them. This is why Michigan State, if they are in this bracket, will go to the Final Four. The one and two seeds in the South region are Baylor and Florida State. I would say those are the weakest of the ones and the twos. Maybe throw Gonzaga in there as well. But a Baylor is really struggling right now. And Florida State has not proven that they can win at the big stage. They've proven that they have the talent to win, but they haven't gone out and over the hump. And Leonard Hamilton has been known for some choky performances over the years. So that's about as favorable as a bracket you can ask for. to Put them in the South. Now, granted, you have to play Baylor in Houston. That's a tough game. Mm-hmm. But you can't ask for a better matchup for Michigan State. Michigan State has more talent than Baylor. They have more talent than Florida State. They have, They will. The Michigan State will have the we're best player on the floor. Every
4: time at this year, we're so high on Michigan State. Every the year. year.
5: You're yeah, just bitter and just what because You didn't pick them last year, and they went to the final no, four. But what
4: happened the other two, three years? They they got knocked out early. Those other the last the couple years before that. Let's
5: go that. back. Let's go back and look at Michigan State basketball. I know for sure in
4: 2016 they were knocked out in it's the four first years round, ago. and I think it was the year following too. They just until last year did not live up to the hype going into the tournament because Tom Izzo's their head coach, and they have talent, of course. But
5: they've been to the Sweet 16 three straight years. And then what, what else can you ask?
4: Then for? what? They've been in the, th- no, been in the final talking four last people, year. When people overhype Michigan State, they're putting Michigan State in
5: their final four. They, and they should be because they've been to the final four last as year. recently as last year. Yeah, and then what? They went to the Sweet 16 the year before. The year before okay. that, they beat number one Kansas and went to the Sweet 16. I mean, But
4: their season ends in the Sweet 16.
5: That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. That's I'm just saying
4: team. that a lot of people will have Michigan State, Michigan so State going the to the final, final four.
5: Twice in the last five seasons. There aren't any other programs in college basketball that have done that.
4: So you would put Michigan State in again?
5: Yes. Final four. I'm putting Michigan State in the championship game against Kansas if the bracket works out that way. Yes. I will show you my bracket. I'm committing one. I'm only submitting one. I always do one. I don't do the whole, like, no, hundred... I do multiple. I know. Well, that's, that's okay.
4: As a true Penn State fan, you should do a Penn State bracket.
5: Absolutely not. Penn State's losing in the first round.
4: I almost won my bracket the year Syracuse went to the Final Four. No one had Syracuse in the well, Final Four in 2016.
5: A, as a... I, here's what I will do. I do a lot of different pools. I'll submit some weird ones in the free pools that I do.
4: Yeah, in the and free for fun. ones. Don't like don't put your money on it. I have one
5: big money pool that I do every year where I only submit one bracket. If you pay for it, I'll submit a second. But No. I'll submit an okay. all Penn State bracket where they win the championship. Penn State's listen, Penn State fans, I'm sorry, but they're losing in the first round. They're losing in the first round.
4: Yeah. I agree. Lamar
5: Stevens is something's wrong? Something's wrong with Lamar. What Stevens. have you
4: seen? I test wise on Penn State that has been the reason Lamar for the Stevens. decline. Just Lamar Stevens.
5: Yeah. There, well, he's been hurt, hasn't it, he? It's it's been tough for Lamar. He's had a rough, He went five for twenty against one of the worst defenses in basketball yesterday, in college in the Big Ten, the worst defense in the Big Ten. Yeah. And I don't know what it is. It could be fatigue. He's a senior. He's played in a lot of games. But man, if you're ever gonna, if you're ever gonna Bow your neck for a couple weeks. This is it, you know? Like, you're going to get a chance to do something. And I have some friends that work up there, and I have some friends that still live up there. If you were to compare Penn State football playing in the Cotton Bowl this year to Penn State basketball, basketball oh, for sure. going to the NCAA tournament, Penn State basketball going to the NCAA tournament is like Mardi Gras. It never happens. So it's mm-hmm. not like Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras no. happens every year. It's like an eclipse. Everybody goes out to watch it. Everyone will stop what they're doing to go outside and watch the eclipse. Well, I always said for
4: all the money that Penn State had, it made no sense to me that they couldn't be like a Michigan or a Ohio State. Why was Penn State not able to produce a basketball product for so many years? Coaching. But I'm just saying coaching. that they didn't also invest a lot of good money into... I'm sure they didn't re- like put as much money into the basketball program as I they obviously do football. That. I mean... Come on.
5: The, it, money That's is a relative. a football school. Money, yes. Penn State's a football school, but the Bryce Jordan Center is one of the nicest, like biggest oh, it's arenas. It, it's like a top 20 venue for like capacity. Like it's a big, and Penn State has no shortage of academic and athletic funding. Like yes, the Penn State That's football. That's
4: what made no sense to me. The
5: Penn State football program clearly is this year the breadwinner.
4: It should help them.
5: We're going to the tournament. You get a, oh wow, Maryland. Is it a should
4: baby. help them recruiting wise.
5: Jalen Smith is doing a little <laughs> I like his glasses. I like guys that I like big men that wear glasses. To me, that's a uh, that's a term. Yamari Statemeyer. Yeah, exactly. I like oh that. yeah, I like that. Oh and yeah, he's got team like Israel. The cute, he's got like the cute team Israel. He's got like the cute <laughs> tip haircut. Like if if my ears are ever dirty, I would just like you know. Nice shot though too. I just can't root
4: for Maryland.
5: Well, is it mis- Isn't Mr. Epstein watching this game? Yeah, they
4: rejected me. Actually, it's, it's funny.
5: I, I bet against Maryland the last two games, and he's been mad at me. And I actually like them today, and I didn't bet them, and they're going to cover.
4: Yeah, they look like they're going to, at yeah, least as of now. They're playing
5: really well defensively. I
4: always, fade, I usually fade Maryland. But again, this is only the first half. Let's see what Maryland does in the that, second and, half. <laughs> and you know
5: what? That's a great point, and that's a great reason why Michigan right now.
4: Let's see what Maryland, I mean what Michigan is. Plus 11
5: left. and a half, 41-28 at the half. Um, you know, actually, the under might be a nice little sneaky little under here. and a half. Yeah, because it was in the 130s pregame, and it just ticked up late because of that like, little... I
4: could see Maryland getting off to a yeah, slow start in the second half. It closed at
5: 138 and a half, and right now it's at 143. And let's be real, this game's not going to overtime. That's your always your biggest fear with these games. And there's two live opportunities that I see right now. I see the under in the Maryland-Michigan game. And Houston is starting to become intriguing to me, uh, down five in the first half to Memphis. Houston's really struggled down the stretch. It's really funny. Right after I bet Houston on my futures pick, they've been awful. They've lost three out of the last five. This went
4: down to Houston minus one and a half on the live line.
5: If you can find Houston as a dog out there, that's a good pick today. They were, I want to say they were eight or nine point favorites today.
4: What, Houston?
5: Houston was a nine point favorite today.
4: My dad just texted me, let's go, Maryland.
5: Hi, Mr. Epstein. I'm guessing he's watching.
4: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, wow. I can't wait. If you're listening, can you send us some food to the studio? I have. I brought. I know
5: you brought a sandwich, but I'm, I didn't, I had my breakfast and now, now I'm staring at your diet snack. I can't
4: wait to see how Maryland comes out of the second half, dad.
5: (laughs) Should we just fade Maryland? Yes. I'm going to put five bucks on. Maryland. I'm putting $5 on Michigan plus Plus 11 11 and and, and a half. Yep. (laughs) And if they win, if Maryland covers the eleven and a half, Mr. Epstein, uh, you have to you have to send me five bucks. If they don't, if, if Michigan covers him. if Michigan covers, I'll I'll send you money. How's that? He can't talk back to me, but it's oh, fine.
4: We're taking advantage that he can't talk back. Yeah, that's a,
5: that's a, yeah, take advantage of that because it won't happen once you get home in about uh, five hours.
4: Oh man. Um, okay, so again, we've talked a lot of college hoops. I want to switch back over to the NBA just a little bit. Um, well, actually, we have a minute left, so we'll switch over to the NBA coming up after the break because we're going to break in about a minute or so. So Jared says right now he likes Houston on the live line. Yeah, wait and- to see
5: if it flips to a dog. Don't jump on it now. It's minus one and a half. See if Memphis gets, you know, if Memphis holds that lead for a minute or two in the second half, it should flip to a dog. But the under, you know, all kidding aside with Mr. Epstein, the under in that Maryland-Michigan game does look a little juicy. Uh, I I can definitely see Maryland pulling back the reins in the second half and just clamping down defensively and trying to just ice that game away. Because right now, Maryland sees the finish line of the Big Ten tournament. They're 20 minutes away from getting a top four seed. And I can see them really throttling down and just, you know, locking down defensively.
4: So Maryland has to win to lock down the top four.
5: I, no, but they, I do think that they would, they, would, it would behoove them to stay in the top two or the top three. Actually, I don't know how the standing shake. The, the Big Ten's a mess at the top. I, I know Wisconsin's the one seed. That's all I know. I know nothing else about the Big Ten. Wow, right. my dad
4: says he got a great chicken parm
5: stromboli.
4: That's so mean.
5: Yeah, that is actually really mean.
4: Really mean. All right, now
5: I'm really see. betting against Maryland. Fade
4: back. Our gut feel. We'll be back with more at the window coming up next, Ariel and Jared.